Hello, everybody. This is the Dead Jester Productions podcast, episode 39. I'm your host, Josh, or Jay Moskers. As always, tonight we're joined by uh, Rosie from the Untitled Dice Game. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Josh. Uh, glad glad to be on here. This, uh, this is my first time guesting on a podcast. So, uh, awesome. awesome. I thought well, I'd be so prepared doing like job yeah. interviews and stuff. But, like, I'm actually a little <laughs> nervous for some reason. Nah, nah, it's great. We're just kind of relaxing. So yeah, you do the Untitled Dice Game. Why don't you like lay out exactly what it is for people and kind of tell people what you do? Because I find it super interesting. I was excited to find out. Yeah, so Untitled Dice Game is a group that we have started uh, in the game that we play as Monster of the Week. So we're an actual play podcast. Uh, the podcast series right now is the Department of Deliverance. We are a group of monster hunters who have all been recruited to a secret organization that tracks down uh, the more supernatural going-ons of the world. Uh, So when there are things that don't exist that make themselves present in the everyday world and start to run amok, we are the ones who are sent in to solve those problems. Uh, we do that by, it's like a, so it's, if you're familiar with tabletop role-playing games, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure like the big one obviously is like Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's similar with that and Monster of the Week is the collaborative storytelling instead of using okay. like a pretty lengthy uh, character sheet. The Monster of the Week character sheet is, it's much smaller and it's more focused on the storytelling well, that's good. Uh, right. So yeah. instead of needing like seven dice, you only need two d six, and you can have yourself a good time. Uh, all right. The 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 characters are all very different in terms of their abilities and what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it started off during the coronavirus quarantine. We were all playing or looking to play. Yeah. Uh, through roll twenty because in person games weren't something that was able to be done yeah, anymore. Understandable. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was by chance. We all ran the same mystery with our GM, uh, Chris, uh, who, who goes by at Finite Jester on Twitter. Uh, nice, a jester name. I love it. Yeah, yeah, another jester name out there. And he, <laughs> true to the name, he is quite the trickster. He definitely <laughs> throws a lot of curveballs our way uh, that we have to figure out. Uh, but yeah, he was running a game that he wrote that we have now called Grandmother's Nursery, which we're we're giving out uh, if you sign up for our newsletter on our website, www.untitledicegame.com. Go ahead and plug that here. But yeah, so we all ran it, and we started another group because we wanted to keep playing together uh, because we had a good time. And then through some discussion through Discord, we were like, you know what? What if we took what we did through that original mystery and turned it into something a little bit bigger. And that's how we came up Mm -hmm. with the Department of Deliverance. We we kind of took the worlds that were created and blended them into one. Yeah, that's cool. It sounds, and by the way, you mentioned some links here. I'll be able to throw all these links in the descriptions for people so they can just click on through nice and easy. Um, It sounds like it's almost a little bit more uh, like user-friendly as far as like for people who haven't played games like Dungeons and Dragons, stuff like that. You said like there's a lot less dice involved. The character sheet's not as long. It seems like it's more focused on the story as opposed to 
learning all of the like statistics and numbers and stuff like that. Is, would you agree with that or is it just as complicated or, or how would you rate him? Yeah, definitely. You hit the nail on the head right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so me personally, like I've been playing tabletop role playing games for only about three years now. A lot of the members okay. of our cast have been playing for much, much longer than that. Mm-hmm. But this was actually the first time I had ever played Monster of the Week is when we ran that grandmother's nursery mystery. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll admit, like I read through the playbook, but one of the cool things about the Monster of the Week playbook and many of the Powered by the Apocalypse games is that you as a player, all you need to really know is who your character is. And okay. you play through the story and the GM would then prompt you to roll the dice and tell you exactly what you need to roll whenever the situation would arise. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very much story first and yeah. then we'll throw in mechanics if if it seems like we need to yeah because i like I, for me i've never played a game like that before like i had we had dungeons and dragons uh when i was a kid uh but it was my mom's she played it like 80s night like early 90s maybe mm-hmm. like back then but i mean she's not she hasn't played it since i was born probably i imagine um but like especially not recently but i've I've always seen it and I've been tempted to get into it, but I just never had a chance, especially now. Like I don't have people around that would play, but I, it's interesting that you guys are playing it like in the coronavirus. Like, I guess you you mentioned like rule 20 or something. Is that how you're playing it online or how are you you connecting over it? Yeah. So rule 20, it's a, it's, it's like an online tabletop Okay. where, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. It's like uh, I'm new to Roll Twenty as well, mm-hmm. uh, but I was told through some friends that if you're looking to play games and you don't have somebody who, or because you need a group, you can't just like a lot of games. You yeah. can't just have like yourself and a couple other players. There are games like that, but mm-hmm. I personally I like playing with other people. Yeah. Uh, just like the whole like bouncing ideas off each other. It's kind of like a like doing improv together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we, we just, you get on Roll20 and you get your account and you start applying to games like you apply to jobs. Like you can look through and be like, oh, I want to play Monster of the Week or I want to play Settlers of Catan. And mm-hmm. you go on there and it'll show like a list of, you know, games that match that search. There's usually descriptions of, you know, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm running the game or I'm looking for other players. Here's the kind of vibe we're going for. Here's a little bit of background on the story we're going to do. Leave a comment uh, and tell me a little bit about what your character would be. And then they pick from it. And nice. Yeah. So you get a, you get like a group of random people Mm -hmm. to play a game. It's, it sounds interesting. It looks interesting. I'm on their website right now looking at it. It it looks interesting. I like, I don't know if this is, if it's exactly the same every time, but like the, the main image I'm seeing pop up here is like, it's like the map, it shows you the map, shows you the stats and everything mm-hmm. must happen. And you can see everybody while you're playing, which is pretty cool. It, it, yeah. It's super nice. They, yeah, so looks, like one of the big, awesome. one of the big things with D and D, I know you said your mom had the book. Uh, I wonder if you found any of the like miniature characters and like miniature. I don't remember that. there being any, if I'm being honest, like I'm sure she might've lost them. Like I said, I found the box that it had come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was too young to really understand what it even was. I was, it, I was probably moving that box around and found that while looking for like, sorry or something, <laughs> something like that. Like it, yeah, it was, it would have been way over my head at the time. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, no, it, 
like I said, it's something I've always been like semi interested in, but I just never got around to actually getting into it. Um, it's yeah, no, it's it sounds awesome. I like I like the way you guys are going about doing it as well. Um, yeah, it's that's really cool. I like that you're able to connect and play stuff like that, which I'm sure you could have done it before the the pandemic and everything as well. But the fact that you started it, you know, during the coronavirus lockdowns and everything like that is is awesome. I like that you got what you guys have come up with. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's interesting that you you noted that when you were, you know you found the you found the books and the rule books and all that, but you didn't find any miniatures. I was going to point out that like that's one of the cool things about Rule Twenty is you don't have to go out, you don't have to you know spend all this money and all this time setting up uh, you know like a space in your home to put it you know to put a map down to like find all these miniatures that you have to paint and put yeah. in separate places. You can just do all that digitally. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like throw it all in the PC let it happen um but yeah it was like i'm i I will say i'm fortunate to have found such a cool group uh Mm -hmm. to do that and i definitely encourage like anybody who's interested to to just like take a look see what happens uh you know it's it's a lot like you know communicating in real life you know you meet some people that you know you really vibe with you meet some people that are like oh you know maybe and you can just try things out there's no like obligation to have to stay i would say Uh, there's been a couple games where I've joined and, you know, after a few sessions, there's a lot of scheduling issues and we're just like, yeah, you know, this is, we don't have to pursue it if we don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something we've pursued. Yeah. I saw, uh, when I was looking at your website, I guess you're eight episodes in, you had a new episode come out today, maybe. Um, is there like a, do you guys record in advance or anything like that before you upload them? Like, how does that work for you guys? Yes. Uh, great question. So we record well in advance. So we just released our, so we release episodes every Monday. So this week we released our eighth episode. It's like part five of the quiet. Um, so like we break it down into episodes and then break those episodes down into sections. Cause we want to make sure they're like bite-sized pieces. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we don't want to put like the whole nine hour yeah. <laughs> stream up with, with nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody's got time to listen to all that, but you know, an hour is somewhat manageable. Um, but yeah, we record it in advance and we have an editor who actually plays with us. Uh, so Dora oh, nice. is yeah. not only one of our players, but they do all of the editing for us mm-hmm. and have created our music as well. Nice. So we started recording in April mm-hmm. and we are now in the midst of recording or what would be, and I'm going to have to pull up the spreadsheet to find out, but we have, <laughs> we have content scheduled all the way up through January, uh, July of next year. Oh, geez. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We, we went all in. We, we started yeah. recording real early. We, we postponed the initial release date so that we would have, mm-hmm a backlog so that if anything were to happen to any one of us yeah. or we just decided, Hey, we just need a vacation. We, mm-hmm. we made it so that we could still release episodes while yeah. we took a break. No, that's, that's a smart idea. Like even here, like with what we do too, it, if, if you're, if you're on a, like a tight schedule, it makes it a pain, especially with the number of people you have, you have seven people involved, I think. Right. Seven. Seven right now. We didn't start with seven. We started oh, okay. with nine, but we've been able to keep seven. Yeah, oh, okay. 
yeah, like with seven people, that's a lot of schedules that have to line up in order to be able to record. I mean, there's only two two of us that are full time like hosts, so to speak. Um, but we have three, four people that uh, are quote unquote hosts, and uh, yeah, even that's a pain. <laughs> I bet. So like, like right now, like uh, I've recorded, we're recording seven podcast episodes across eight days, so that'll put us out a little wow. ways. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hectic. Like I said, I've been doing one every single night. Um, and, uh, but that'll put us through October, uh, into November, but even then we'll probably record between now and, and the final, like pre-recorded episode release date. A lot of that too has to do with like my schedule. Ha- Cause I'm the only editor we have. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm the one sitting here editing for basically like an hour and a half, two hours, depending on the length of the podcast. If it's an hour and a half to two hour long episode, it's like, all right three hours of editing probably three and a half so it it takes a lot of time not only to record but then to edit as well so and i'm, I'm sure you you understand that especially with nine hour long sessions i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh the fact that you edit josh like mm-hmm. you're an absolute champion like that <laughs> i had no idea going into it like i've had no background in like no large background in audio editing i've only like mm-hmm. mentioned it be like oh we should put this in there uh, but then I started. We uh, we started doing our own recordings in Audacity to send in, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah, that's what I have my co-host doing sometimes too. Just blew my mind what all could be done. Yeah. yeah. So we're <laughs> very fortunate to have people who know how that all works because uh, mm-hmm. it's all magic to me. Yeah, and that's uh, that's that's one of the things I'm looking into, like getting an ad- an editor. Um, like I said, I've been I got furloughed in April, and so I've been doing like part time stuff since then, as far as like freelance editing and stuff for people. Mm-hmm. Once I get back to work full time, I'm definitely gonna hire an editor for our video content because it's so much work between the podcast and then like I stream on Twitch Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and then occasionally Saturdays. Those are four and a half hour streams, usually wow. at a minimum, and so I'll go back through each stream and highlight it. Then I'll edit some of those down and put them into YouTube as well. So it's like the editing process is hours and hours and hours. So if I had somebody else doing that for me, I'd have so much extra time to to make the content, which would be fantastic. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So like you mentioned, like recording locally in Audacity. That's what we had been doing. Um, and then we found Zencaster here, which I do like because everyone has their own audio file. Um, even if at the end it crashes and it doesn't upload, it's saving it locally as well, which is nice. No way. So even if it doesn't upload, you have the file locally. You can like you can right click on your file at the end. It'll you'll see it pop up a little, uh, little box underneath where the recording is now. Yeah, a little thing will pop up. And if it doesn't even it'll probably most likely upload safely. I've had like next to no problems. But even if it doesn't upload, you can right click and save it and it'll send it to your downloads folder. And uh, you have the locally, you can upload it to like Dropbox or wherever. So it's like the odds of losing your audio are next to nothing. Um, but even then, we like I said, I do record locally on Audacity more often than not, just to be safe. Because you know anything can happen, especially in <laughs> with technology. It's great when it works, and if it doesn't work, you're just kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, it, it would it would not be fun to have to go back and, and re-record. Uh, no, we've anything. done that too. We've had one issue where for whatever reason. My recording, so I used to record everyone's audio on my own end, which was a pain to set up. Um, and uh, the one time we the audio, I had the full recording, but there was no audio. 
like it was like a 40 minute blank audio clip or it was like 45 50 minute blank audio file oh, no. i was like oh crap i have nothing and thankfully our guest also recorded locally on his end so he had it so we were able to scrap stuff back together and, and make it work and uh, you wouldn't be able to tell uh that we had any issues with it but at the time i was like in panic mode i was like i just wasted an hour of our time an hour of our guest's time and we have nothing to show for it except for my audio like it oh, it was it was a mess it was a mess but we made it work i can't That's imagine the heart attack now. yeah it it sucks if you if you put a lot of time into something and there, you have literally nothing to show for it it's like devastating i mean at least for us it's only like an hour an hour and a half at, like generally for our longer episodes imagine if you guys did that for nine hours and somehow <laughs> something went wrong with the recording it's like oh whoops <laughs> yep we uh thankfully we we do so we have so we have like four people at a time typically oh, okay. who are recording and then we do it through discord as well so discord has something similar here to zencaster where they'll have uh, we call them the bears uh so it's the craig and then Giark, which is just craig backwards um it's like a backup to greg or craig oh, yeah. so those are recording but I tried to do Audacity recording on my own, and I just don't have the equipment to. My my computer just gets incredibly hot, incredibly quick when I have so many things running. Oh, um, that makes sense. That makes so, sense. Are you on a laptop or like an actual desktop computer? I got a laptop. Um, uh, I would like to at some point uh, be able to get a new computer. This uh, I've never really done like the streaming thing, so I didn't really know yeah. how much power I needed. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. most of my work, I work in, you know, like photo editing and, and marketing. Yeah. It's nice. It, you know, I could do pretty much anything that I need to do on the scale that I'm doing it with what the computer I have, but yeah. video and audio <laughs> and running like Google Chrome takes up an incredible amount of space on my mm-hmm. processor. Uh, I'm sure there's ways to get better browsers or better optimization, but I don't know that. Um, yeah, I, I can only go so deep into like computer stuff before I'm just like, yep, I'm out. I don't know. I can only Google it so much before even then. It's like your explanation doesn't make sense to me because I don't understand what you're saying. It's yeah. Like, yeah. You get that rabbit hole of having to look up terms. You look up one term, it's got a definition and you see some words yeah. you don't know. You look those up and it's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I did that. I forget what it was. There's some game I was playing at one point. And I tried to like add like a mod to it and it's like all right open up this folder all right now you're gonna have to open up like the command prompt and do it this i'm like all right we're already reaching the, the <laughs> custom, like the edge of my knowledge and it's like all right now once you're in, once you're in this do all this sort of stuff and this will open up this thing and it's like oh god this is like step two of ten i have no way of doing this <laughs> um no i i know what you're saying like uh having like so much you, you can only do so much with the the equipment like that's how i was for a while like I have, a, I had a MacBook. That's I still have my MacBook, but I can only do so much with just that. Um, so I last, like last fall, at some point, I got a gaming PC. Even though I don't really game on it, I like it because it has a lot of like the specs I need in order to do a lot as far as like streaming and and the editing and stuff like that. And it's been great. Um, but yeah, it's it's shocking. Like you very quickly, especially with since I stream during the week, mm-hmm. I very quickly realized like, oh, even this is like pushing the edge of my computer's ability to to process stuff because I'm like I said I'm streaming so it's like uploading the video it's running all of the local recording software it's got my microphone and that whole setup going into it 
it's yeah it's right uh, it's running at full capacity basically yeah that's nuts i i can't imagine trying to do a twitch stream because that's like not only are you doing your video but you're also uploading the game video mm-hmm. if uh i don't i don't know if you are you streaming from computer games or do you have it like hooked up to where i know there's i guess tools that you can hook your console so up I, yeah then... so actually i have the xbox with the uh so the HDMI runs from the Xbox to a capture card and then the capture card to the TV and then from the capture card itself runs a USB cord to the computer. So that's how the video gets through the Xbox and to the computer. I think I explained that properly. Basically, there's a, there's a capture card in between the, the console and the, the... I use a monitor, not a TV, but mm-hmm. from the console and the display, there's a capture card in the middle that sends it to the computer. And then from there, I use a uh, Streamlabs to send it to Twitch. But it it can be a hassle to initially set stuff up. But streaming is so much fun. I love it. We have a blast. We're all just hanging out. We have a same group of people show up almost every day, which is amazing. Like I never would imagine these people showing up literally every stream. Oh it's, wow! It's so much fun. Um, and so we just hang out. We're just chatting. They're walking me through the game. I play whatever people ask me to play, basically. And uh, I'm right now. We're doing uh, Sekiro, uh, and uh, it's brutal. It's so hard. And they're sitting there just making fun of me the whole time. It's great. It's just, they're like, but they're walking me through it. Like, all right, this is how you can beat this guy. Um, do this. Like, this is like a way you can do this. And like, they're just giving me tips and stuff along the way. And the whole time, we're just we're just having a blast. They'll they'll donate to the stream to uh, uh they'll make like uh we, there's there's a channel points that I have. So the channel points are free. They get just by watching. So they can, once they earn a certain number of those, they can redeem them for a bunch of different things. Uh, and lately they've been doing dad jokes. They want me to tell dad jokes. <laughs> so we're doing that. And uh, so we, we have that. We have a Twitch li- uh, gift list on Amazon. So it's like an Amazon gift list that's public that I post a link to. I have a bot post a link to it in the, in the chat. So people can buy stuff off there and send it. Or they can like they can send me a link if they have an idea for something they want thrown up on there. So they sent me crickets, like uh, salt, like seasoned crickets. So we have sour cream and onion, bacon and cheese, and uh, salt and vinegar. Mm. They sent me those, so they'll donate to the stream to get me to eat those. And uh, the the crickets, if they were plain, they wouldn't be that bad. I, I actually don't like sour cream and onion or salt and vinegar. So it's uh. the worst part of it is literally the seasoning, <laughs> which is not what people expected. So I'm sitting there just like, ah, this, is a, this has got a lot of seasoning on it. It's going to suck. But in reality, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like eating air almost. It's like just slightly crunchy air. There's no real like texture to it. It just kind of crumbles away. Um, But yeah, they have stuff like that. They'll make me do, I have a pull-up bar. They'll donate, make me do that sort of stuff. We got a didgeridoo that I play anytime someone like follows or hosts or or whatever. It's it's just a blast. We all hang out together. You got a whole lot going on. Uh, it's, It's a ton of fun. Yeah. I, I always tell them I'm like I just I'm here to have a good time and chat with people and if you guys have something you think would be fun or interesting that you'd like me to do let me know and I'll make it happen you know it's we, we just want to have fun make it make it a fun time for everybody and it's great like I said I, I thought I would have issues with like people showing up and possibly being problematic luckily so far that has not been the case everyone gets along they're all chatting to each other they're all excited when somebody else shows up you know, it's 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 such a fun little community we have going on, and I really appreciate all of them. You know, they're they're an absolute blast. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's been fun. Um, so you guys right now you're doing like one <laughs> kind of making a stark jump here. You guys are doing like a particular campaign in your game. When you finish that, are you going to continue as a group onto like something different or like what are your plans after that or how long will it last? I guess. I'm glad you brought that up. It's a, that's, that's a really fun question to kind of think about because we still have things that are up in the air about what the direction is. We definitely have an idea of doing a season two with the Department of Deliverance. Now, what would that okay. season two be? We're, we're not we're not too sure. We we have a lot of options that we're looking down, and I I don't know if I want to say anything too much right now, just in case I like end up doing spoilers for what we're recording like in the last few weeks and now. But we also want to include other games in our podcast. We have one planned, I think for October to be released. I think we have a Halloween episode. That's not going to be, and I'm not hundred percent on this. I don't make the schedule uh, for the (laughs) recordings, but uh, we we've done another game called the witch is dead that I actually won't be a part of that before. Yeah. It's a, it was a really interesting game. I, I, I didn't play it. I didn't read the rule book, but I came in, in the middle of the recording, just like listening and it was some wild stuff. Apparently everybody was animals and I didn't know that. So they were talking about things that animals would do. And I was thinking like, why would a person do that? (laughs) And then I find out it wasn't a person, it was a bird. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that oh, makes okay. more sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have that going on. And we've looked into other games. So we try to we try to play some other games, generally in the PBTA, Powered by the Apocalypse realm, uh, where it's okay. more like story-driven. Uh, like mm-hmm. one of them was a c- cyberpunk game. I forget what it was called. Oh, The Sprawl. Uh, oh, okay. is one that we started playing kind of dabbling around see if we like the story uh, one mm-hmm. that we do have on the way is we're going to do a twitch stream of blades in the dark nice the what kind of game is that so blades in the dark is the best way to describe it is first asking if you are familiar with peaky blinders i i know of it okay yeah. Are you familiar with The Wire? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So imagine The Wire in Peaky Blinders. So it's a... The the kind of time frame, it's in a different world. Uh, This world is much more fantasy-like, I guess, in in the fact that, you know, there's ghosts and demons and you know, special abilities like uh, now the character who the, the character sheet is called the Mirage. And on that character sheet, there's a move to where your character can actually levitate. Interesting. But the, the setting is very much like you're doing gang stuff. Okay. So like you, you set up a score and you, you're, you have other gangs that are, in the town who you have like your gang has relationships with like some some gangs may be friendly to you some may be like your worst enemy and make your life hell but it's it's like peaky blinders in the sense that it's kind of like a 
the equivalent of a post World War One, like industrialized nation. Yeah, uh, it's a very like it's it's a crowded city. There's definitely like a wage gap. Yeah. There's you know it's horse and carriage, but still guns. Yeah. Um. It's uh, I'm the worst person to describe the game because this is another one of those games that's new to me. But the mm-hmm. you know fellow cast members, uh, actually Mike is the one who came up with the world. This is something he wrote years ago. Actually, uh, he's got a couple books that are in the setting as well. But we're taking that world and then starting our own gang within this world. We we talked last week to an artist to try to get you know an idea of what sort of artwork we can put up on the Twitch stream. Uh, like, you know, stuff like characters and backgrounds. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with what mm. all goes into that dashboard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm constantly updating mine as well as like the interaction, like alert box stuff, like the sounds, what appears on screen, mm-hmm. constantly updating it to accommodate like what people find funny or entertaining and what they ask for. Yeah. You mentioned the Twitch bots too. That's uh, I, I looked at my discord today. I've had, I've had a pretty busy day and I haven't like looked at anything. The first message I saw was like, Hey, can you look up what Twitch bots are? I was like, yeah, I'll figure it out. You can get a night bot is a good one. That's what I use. Is that night like nighttime or night like night in Sharnie yeah. Normer? No, night like nighttime. Okay. Like what? It depends on what you're going to be using for. Like mine basically will over it'll, you can use it for like specific commands, mm-hmm. but then you can also use it it'll like over time it'll send out links to stuff as well like i find that super convenient like i said it sends out like our, over like as long as there's so much interaction in the chat like people are typing so much or i think you can adjust that setting honestly but it'll send out like the link to our website the link to our discord uh like our amazon wish list like our gamer tags twitter handles like that sort of stuff it'll send out automatically and you can use that to censor the chat as well there's all sorts of stuff you can do with them really yeah, I'll, I'll definitely look into that. Uh, I'll pin it in my favorites here, along with the uh, the other book, bookmarks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm learning so much with the process. Like every day, I'm researching something new. I feel like I've done more research trying to set up a podcast and try to set up a website with with other people than yeah. than I did when I was in school. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 almost like a second full time job, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm not right. doing it alone. Definitely. We have other people. It's good to have a team. Um, mm-hmm. So we can take like little bite-sized pieces and you know, then come have a meeting and be like, hey, what did you learn? And <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, my co-host, and, and this isn't his fault at all. Like he just works a ton. So he's, he doesn't have the same time as I do. So like I work, I do most of like the on-hand sort of work and the research and stuff like that. And he works on content specifically. He'll make that. But that's why we're recording so many episodes in a row. Like he's working... He, uh, I think next month, maybe he's going to start working 14 hours a day, seven days a week as they work on a specific project and do that for like two months straight. So it's like, oh shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah. So as you can imagine, then, uh, it's, it's going to be hectic. So it's going to be me working on everything while he's literally out in the, in the field doing his work. So it's going to be a, a real, a real effort on both parts. Um, but no, I definitely feel like it being a, a second job because I mean, like I said, between streaming, all the editing and stuff, trying to work on promotional materials, doing the, like literally like designs and stuff for our merchandise, it's it is a full time job and a half, it really is. 
Yeah, I heard, uh, I was listening to uh, your episode 35 where you were talking to another individual, I forget their name, uh, about yeah, like, yeah. starting a podcast and the things that go mm-hmm. into it. And yeah, yeah, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot more yeah. than that final product. It's like, wow, we put 20 hours in to, to produce like three hours of content. Yeah, that was uh, Liam. He has a uh, Just a Few Thoughts podcast. Mm, that's right. Yeah, he uh yeah, no, he know he there. He's starting up. I talked to people. What was it? Saturday night. I recorded another episode as well. We recorded Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and I'm recording tonight, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, uh, on Saturday or is it Saturday or Friday, something like that. I don't know. They're all running together at this point in my head. I don't I can't keep them in order. <laughs> but but yeah, like a lot of the people we've talked to, I think it was Saturday night. They uh they just started. They're like five episodes in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're, they're fresh off the boat, as you, I guess you could say, uh, with their show. And it's like, it's interesting. Like, we've had quite a few guests on our show at a lot of different places in their, uh, I don't want to say career, but like in a lot of different places in their podcast story. Um, we've had people just starting out. We had a guy on that was like 300 and some episodes in, uh, pushing 400. He's probably at 400 by now. Wow. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting to hear the different perspectives of things and, kind of see how everyone handles it um but yeah no it's it's definitely a full-time job along with like maintaining stuff outside of like our brand like maintaining aspects of my life outside of there like my girlfriend everything trying to spend time with her since i'm so busy here you know actually trying to get a different like full-time job uh you know it's yeah it's a hectic time (laughs) almost not enough hours in the day to do all the things it's like sleep when you can Mm mm-hmm yeah it's got a um, lot of work yeah yeah like i said it's we have basically three like collaborators that we work with on like my my main co-host and i and then the the person we just brought on nova as well we've been working with her a lot lately it's only the three of us so it's easier to kind of manage stuff but how do you guys kind of deal with like i said you have seven people how do you manage to work around all of that with all the different schedules and stuff do you find that to be a pain or does it sort of work out more frequently than you'd expect you know, it 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 worked out tremendously well. Uh, I, I, it's you know, even if you all work in the same office, it's hard to get everybody on the same schedule. But oh, yeah. we're, we got people all over the globe. You know, we have some people in the UK, we got some people in New Zealand, we got some people in like you know each half of the US. It's it's a it's a worldwide gang, but somehow we've managed to pick one day a week where we can all be at the same place at the same time for yeah. five, you know, four or five hours at a time. And then we throughout the week, um, like I, I constantly have Discord open now. Mm-hmm. And we have you know, there's there's the way that our time zones are spread out, we can always have a conversation going about mm. what needs to be done. So it's like we're running yeah. 24 hours a day, uh, but just everybody at different times. And then we, you know, we, we've divvied up the work, so to speak. Uh, so everybody has tasks that they do. Yeah. And we all talk about the tasks before they get done. Uh, we have, uh, thankfully, Ollie, uh, which is, plays our plays Maxwell in our series. He mm-hmm. has made an incredible spreadsheet that we all adhere to. 
or try to adhere to as best we can. We have blog posts scheduled out. We have our episodes scheduled out. We have recording days. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have like, you know, proposed ideas onto what we want to do. We got our accounting info. We got our contact info. We, we try to keep it as organized as possible. That's a good thing though. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Especially since we've just started adding in more people to the, to the folds of it. I made like a, like I said, a Google calendar, which has like all of our recording times where I'll throw in when it is like what day and time. And then I'll put in like who the guest is. I'll put in like information about like what they do. And then I put in like the potential topics and stuff like that. So I try and provide as much information since I'm the one scheduling it. So like they don't, obviously they're not getting this information until I tell them. So by doing this, they can kind of stay in the loop, you know, and, and get an idea for what it is coming up so they can better prepare for that. Um, Cause when we don't have guests on, usually we're just putting like, co- we're copy and pasting different like news articles and topics and stuff into our discord. Then we kind of pick and choose what to talk about during the show. Um, but when we have guests on, I think it helps organize a lot and I greatly value organization because I don't like starting something up and then having absolutely no idea what we're doing, like who we're talking with, what to, what to talk about. It, it can make it, uh, not only difficult to, to make it through, but it makes it awkward, especially for the guest when they come on. It's like, yeah, so who, who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just, it's kind of weird. I know we've definitely had that a couple of times. Um, just because it's like whether or not we like they offered to come on last minute or things like that or if like Kyle like isn't available at the time and so he comes on like five minutes before we start and it's like I have to introduce him to the guest right before we start recording so he doesn't have a chance to get familiar with him it's you know it could be hectic but no I definitely I definitely like organization I like the way you guys seem to be handling it with your spreadsheets mm-hmm. I, I love spreadsheets I work with them all the time they're so fun aren't they just you could yeah. you could do so much, and yeah. I uh, I look up like so on top of the organization, but you can do stuff like the V lookup and you know adding equations mm-hmm. to it to find out like you yeah, know, it's I get excited about it. Uh, it's, it sounds like you're pretty excited about it too. Um, I remember when uh, when my girlfriend and I were looking at places, I made a spreadsheet breaking down all the different little factors of what would be good in like the apartments and houses we were looking at. And uh, I remember she was looking at it and she's like, I don't know what this means. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like big, breaking it down, like trying to think of like one, some of the more obscure stat like things I had. I was like, this is what it would cost us per month to like have the yard cut if we didn't have like this sort of stuff. Going. Like I broke down like guessing at like how much stuff would cost. And it was it was insane. Oh, I, did, wow. I went overboard. I think I went overboard, honestly. <laughs> but like. But like I like to like like I said, it's it's money. Like I don't want to underestimate the costs of stuff and then get here and be like, oh, I can't afford this. Yeah, like, especially with like an apartment. Yeah. I mean, you're you're yeah. locked in for at least twelve months there. Like you gotta yeah yeah kind of that budget down. Yeah, yeah, and then it's even better, especially with the the pandemic and stuff. Like nobody saw that coming, you know. Especially when we got we got we moved in here in December last year. Um, so when we signed the lease, it was like a, an after, like no one even thought about the, the virus. Mm-hmm. If we had, uh, if we had gone into something like on the cusp, like the, just on the edge of our budget, we would have been screwed. There's no way, especially with like both of us not working for a period of time. And then like hours getting wedges and wages getting cut. And like, I worked a commission job in advertising. So that sucked, especially with all the lockdowns, like businesses just stopped advertising for quite a while. So it was like, all right, 
my commission is taking a, a massive hit here. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's almost yeah. every sector went down mm-hmm. in sales. There were like three or four that did incredibly well during the during yeah. the lockdown. I uh, yeah, if you own Amazon at the time, you're you're doing great right now. That mm-hmm. narrows down to like one person really, but you know, I'm sure he listens. <laughs> I'm sure he listens to the show. Thanks, Jeff, for for tuning in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, like that, like DoorDash, I'm at like those sort of businesses probably did pretty well. I, I started using DoorDash a lot more yep. having stuff like sent to the office, which is sad because I talked about this uh, on uh, Saturday's podcast, I think it was. And uh, yeah, I, I can't have, there's like no one that delivers to where we live, which is like the biggest disappointment of living here. Like I can't use DoorDash or anything. And there's no one that, there's literally no one that delivers. And it's really disappointing. Oh no. It's like, ah. Damn. I mean, I cook most of the time anyway, but like during lunch, I, I mentioned this exact same thing on the podcast. Whereas like it, during lunch, if I could have someone deliver, that'd be fantastic. I could just get up, grab the food and come back to the stream. But yeah, it's like, ah, uh, I don't want to have to get up and go out and get the food. <laughs> it's a lot of effort. You got you to gotta get in the car. You got to make sure you have gas. It's yeah. I, oh man, I, I can't be bothered. It's, it's just like, like some of these restaurants are like two blocks away. I mean, my God. <laughs> Oh, Take you all day. No, it, yeah, I mean, it's who knows if I'll even make it home alive, honestly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so outside of your 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 show that you guys do, do you play games with like outside of what it is you're recording like together, or is that kind of where you guys all connect is is through the game? We we connect through the game, so mm-hmm. As far as other games outside of what we play, mm-hmm. everyone in our group would probably describe themselves as a forever GM, meaning <laughs> they they like to run games, yeah, and they all have their own separate games that they have. You know, whether that's with a group of friends that they know in like real life, so oh, okay. speak, meaning like you know, in yeah. their general vicinity, people they've been playing with for years and then couldn't because mm-hmm. of coronavirus and have switched on to online games. Uh, everybody's got what seems to be like you know two or three games a week outside of the Department of Deliverance, uh, an untitled okay. dice game. Uh, I personally, I don't. I wish I did. Uh, I could go back to roll twenty and maybe pick some up. I'm trying to pressure some of my some of my friends that I started playing D and D with uh, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. I'm trying to pressure them into doing another one, but you know, it's for for us like my my group that I normally played with um, at college. Like everybody's moved out; they're in different places. They all have different mm-hmm. jobs. I work at different hours, uh, so it's just been incredibly hard to schedule time. Yeah, but. You know, we we have this game that we always play on Thursdays. We're starting the the uh, excuse me. We're starting the Blades in the Dark game uh, that we're calling UDG in the Dark. Uh, that's going to be on Sundays. So I'll have two games a week, and I and I think for me that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to schedule other hobbies into. Uh, I just bought twenty pounds of clay. I'm going to try to like start getting into pottery. Nice. Uh, it's nice. it's like something I started like back when I had no job. So I was working in marketing mm-hmm. and yeah. my, like my sole purpose for the company there was to create print media to bring to conventions and to schedule conventions to like, you know, go and promote in person. 
Yeah. And then obviously all this got canceled and they're like, yeah, well, we don't oh, really yeah. need you. It's like, yeah, you were working on our website and like doing stuff with that, mm-hmm. but we're just not going to be doing business right now. So yeah. See you. Bye. Um, yeah. No, I feel okay. you there. That's yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's, you know, well, I've, I've since found, you know, employment elsewhere. Uh, yeah. but like one of the first things I did when, when I had all this free time, it's like, wow, I need something to fill it. So I started doing, uh, I started watching these YouTube videos. Uh, forget what the channel name is. They haven't posted a video in quite some time, but like the outdoor, uh, like minimalist survival type videos where people are like out in the woods and they'll build themselves a hut and like oh. all of a sudden have a bunch of chickens that they found in the woods and raised. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so one guy make a uh, make a kiln, and I was like, you know what? I you know my backyard is almost 100% clay. I could probably do this. Yeah. Uh, so with the extra hours I had in the day, I started, you know, processing my own clay and built a kiln in the backyard with dirt. Uh, mm-hmm. But now that I have a job, I don't have time to play around in the mud anymore. So hopefully yeah. get back to that. <laughs> I started doing like coding. Like it's been a blessing and a curse to not have a job yeah. for a little bit of time. Yeah. No, definitely. Like I, like I said, I, we wouldn't be like our brand wouldn't be where it is if I'd continued working full time. Cause I would have been focused on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if coronavirus didn't hit at all, there's no way I'd be streaming right now. There's just, there's absolutely no, I never would have gotten the time to start getting back into it. Um, but I'm definitely happy. I did. Like I said, it's been, it's been fantastic, but yeah, it, like you said, it, when, the, when it hits, like people don't advertise and mm-hmm. that is literally what I did. So, I kind of knocked out my entire client base. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, it is what it is. But no, you, yeah, you, you, you like to make the clay and stuff. Like for me, uh, like my hobby was like outside the brand was like, like writing. I've always liked writing. So I've been doing stuff like that. I actually had a nice, uh, I had a guy on, on Reddit I reached out to who uh, made, I I originally made a map for like the one story I was working on, but he touched it up. He uh, added like color and stuff and, like the landscape, like the mountains and trees and stuff like that. And uh, he made it look all nice and fancy. So now I have the map for my book on the wall behind me, which is super awesome. Oh, wow. So I've been like super productive in quarantine. We got a poster coming out soon. I've been working with a guy on. So it's it's been awesome. You uh, you planning on publishing that? That sounds that sounds pretty exciting. Like you're, uh, is it like a uh, like a fantasy world? Are we talking like yeah. Lord of the Rings type thing? Where Sort of. You've yeah, created this whole... Something in that vein. My my thought process, because I had come up with like a couple of ideas at a time, is, and I, I based this off of like things I've read other people talk about, was if you want people to get interested in your work, give them something free as like a sample essentially, and then they'll be more inclined to come back. So I had a story based on an actual experience uh, that we had, which uh, we played uh, DayZ, the zombie survival game. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Probably heard of it. Yeah. So we had experience in that my, literally my first time ever playing it was this like incredibly intense experience that we had where like we spawned in uh, with our and our friends got us who are like super experienced in the game. We got in this intense like showdown, like we got ambushed and stuff. And I'm basically just turning that into like a, a short story where I'm just basing it off of our actual experience in the game. And I'm going to use that as like a like a my little free giveaway thing like, hey go ahead and give us a shot and give me feedback on like how I can improve my writing. And I'm going to use that to like when I actually finish up my, my main work. 
but we'll see. It, like I said, it's more of a hobby than anything right now, uh, just because I don't have that much free time. But it's definitely something I'm I'm interested in continuing with, because uh, I used to I used to write a lot more when I was when I was younger. I would like in second grade I started writing a story, and then in like seventh grade, like five years later, I'd finished it. it. Took me forever, but I was really happy with it. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's something I'll I'll work on when I get the time. Definitely, when it uh, when it comes out, you got to be sure to to let me know about it. I'm always interested in. I uh, I'm a big fan of seeing how things get put together. Uh, mm-hmm. So like I have a really hard time like sitting down and like reading for long periods of time, which I think is what makes mm. games like Monster of the Week pretty enticing to me because yeah. I just got like one sheet of paper I got to worry about, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to read the whole rule book. Uh, yeah and but i like the way like i like the way it's organized like see how it's put together on a piece of paper what mm-hmm. does character sheet look like you know if there's a map what kind of yeah. pretty colors are put on it uh, <laughs> so it's it's really cool yeah. to see the production that people put into their their media yeah no i no I, that's awesome yeah no i was gonna say too because it's like especially with what you guys do like with the you record for what nine hours you said at a time so we record for about four to five hours at a time Uh, but the actual mysteries so we have a it's like we have a we have an overarching arc for the entire season but we have Mm -hmm. like mini arcs throughout it yeah Uh, it's have you ever watched buffy the vampire slayer i i did when i was little yeah my mom was a huge fan of it so that that show and shows like Supernatural are like a huge influence on Monster of the Week uh, okay. that Michael Sands wrote. And we do that like, you know, you have a couple of like literally the Monster of the Week. You have like, all right, we'll go after this bad guy. And maybe there's like a little sampling of the, the larger arc. And mm-hmm. we do episodes at a time. Uh, when I say episodes, I mean like we focus on the one bad at the time. Yeah. Um, so like we had the Razorback episode for the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Now we're on the Quiet, which is going to be six episodes, I believe. And there, we'll do two recordings. Uh, so we'll do oh, okay. Thursday night with the group and that, and then the next Thursday night, and then we'll switch it over so that everybody has a chance yeah. uh, to be a part of the story. And as we've gone through the season we've altered who plays more on okay well it makes sense in the story mm-hmm. for us to be playing um i don't know if i answered the question i think i started rambling there for a little bit no no that's good no actually you actually made like provide more information on like how you broke down like the casting so to speak mm-hmm. but yeah like like stuff like that like i the amount of work i put in currently to our branding like our brand as a whole like be it like streaming or editing or producing like the content as a whole like outside of that if if i were to try and do like what you do like with the extra like four hours five hours i just wouldn't have the time to do it which is kind of why I've, i haven't been able to progress with like the writing and stuff like that because i just i just don't have the time to sit down and do it quite frankly uh, but again that's that's sort of why the, the pandemic lockdowns have been like a blessing in disguise almost Cause it's given me the opportunity to focus on a lot of things I otherwise would never have gotten the time to, to even start on. And since I started on them, it's like, all right, well now I feel obligated to continue doing it. So it's, it's like I said, it's uh it's a blessing in disguise, but it's also a curse and that I have 
so much more work to do now that I keep <laughs> putting on myself. Like, <laughs> I get that. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like even if we were given an eighth day of the week, it wouldn't mm-hmm. solve the problem. Right. No, no, I would just, just, I would just be doing more work. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd, I'd just be putting more effort into that. Be like, all right. Cause I, primarily I do most of my work when my girlfriend's not home, honestly. Cause when she's home, I'm like, I'm make, like I said, I'm making dinner. I cook every night. I was always trying to make something different for her. Uh, so do that or we'll be watching something or I'll be working on my computer while just even being out in the living room. I'll throw like something on. We've been binge watching a community on Netflix. Excellent show. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like it. It took too long for us to get into it. Um, but like I'll throw that on, but I'll still have my laptop in front of me working on something just because I just simply don't have as much free time as I'd like. Um, but then again, like I said, if I if I do go back when I or when not if, but when I go back full time, uh, I'll use that extra money, the extra income to hire an editor, which will, I guess, save me time. It might balance itself out, honestly. It's like because like with the time I instead of like instead of spending the time editing, I'll be at work. Yeah. So like it, I I don't think I'll get any extra free time necessarily, but I will have the extra income to possibly afford buying more free time after that. But who knows? We'll we'll see where it ends up. But as it is now, I'm constantly overloaded. <laughs> I get but, that. I feel like uh, you know since quarantine has started, I've started turning. I don't think I had a lot of free time before then, but you know, I would come mm-hmm. home from work and I would just like chill, play some Rocket League or something, and then go to bed and then start nice. the day all over again. But I think now I'm starting to look at my free time a bit differently. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as like, I'm going to take this free time, like this free time that I have, and try to work on something that I truly enjoy and trying to share it with other people. Yeah. Um, which I think is where a lot of podcaster started to get birth from is like we're gonna do this anyway yeah let's you know let's put it out there and see if people enjoy it i mean it's basically uh, why we started the twitch streams you know like like like, like i said my coast like kyle he streams sometimes not as much generally because he's just exhausted like from work because yeah, he's out in the field working all day yeah well he's not doing that yet but even still he's out there he's out there busy working all day so he gets home and he's just exhausted Yes, he's going to hop online and play games, but he doesn't have the energy to like be excited and interacting with the chat. He's just sitting there kind of like tired, like just trying to relax. Whereas like on my end, it's like, all right, this is literally what I'm doing during the day to try and bring people into, you know, look at our, our stuff and potentially sell merchandise. But at the same time, it's like, if I'm going to be playing the games anyway, so I might as well stream it. And like I said, it's been so worth it because our, our, even though our community is small, they're fantastic. They're awesome people. It's definitely been worth it. And so I feel bad because if I do go back full time, I'm not sure what my schedule is going to be like. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I, I feel bad because I, I don't want to upset. Like, I don't want to make these people feel bad knowing we're we're not going to be able to chat all the time. But it also kind of comes off as arrogant. Like, oh, I feel bad. You can't you can't see me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a bit sad. Like you're you're building a community, you're building relationships that otherwise mm-hmm. wouldn't have been made uh, yeah. without you know this extra free time that we're getting through obviously a tragedy uh, yeah. but like still like a lot of cool experiences are coming from it i think when you uh mm-hmm. when you do eventually get back to work uh you know you'll be eating less crickets uh maybe yeah but uh yeah. 
or I'll have to double down on them in the, the smaller amount of time uh, that we're on stream. Yeah. <laughs> Getting under lunch break, right. hop on for a Twitch stream real quick. Bring yeah. your <laughs> with you. Yeah. That's that's honestly one of our big pushing points for our Discord is so we can keep the interaction going even when we're not streaming. Because like I said, like it's not like I'm gone when I turn the camera off. A lot of times, I honestly am, to be fair. Like I, I turn the camera off, it's like, all right, got to go make dinner. Mm-hmm. And we're leaving because we got errands to run. Um, but like at least that way, it's like if I'm not streaming because I'm in the living room, like watching some with my girlfriend, it's like, all right, I'll be in the Discord. Hit me up. We'll, we'll, we'll be happy to chat. And we've had a, a number of people do that, which has been fun. Well, we get a lot of like movie recommendations or they'll sit there and mock me because my uh, my <laughs> soccer team has a lot of drama going on so it's like all right <laughs> um but now it's it's yeah i love it they're they're all fantastic um but you i want to like i said we're about at an hour here so i don't want to take up too much more of your time but you mentioned before we started recording that you'd been playing uh, among us where's your experience with that been oh my gosh among us is quite an interesting game uh so i've always like i back in the day and when i say back in the day i feel like this is like 15 years ago even uh the game like like 15 days ago (laughs) (laughs) well yeah so we were joking with though in our podcast we were talking about the 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 use of the word the other day and uh the ollie he put out a poll on what people in the uk thought the other day was and you got ranges from like you know within the past couple of days, so like weeks to years even. Um, <laughs> so the other day I was playing the game Cry Wolf. I don't know if that's something that you're familiar with. I, no. Are you fam- or, uh, like, and then another one that I played later on was Mafia. I know what Mafia is, I think. Okay, so Among Us is very similar to those games in which everybody is trying to figure out who the person is, but nobody knows who the person is. And the only way you can Mm -hmm. find out who that person is, is just good old fashioned debate. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So among us, you're, you got one imposter, everybody else, or I guess you can have one to three imposters. Typically the games seem to be one imposter. And I didn't realize there could be three. That seems like a lot. I think three, I, I could be mistaken. I only have like, five hours with the gameplay and i just realized do you know what the max number of players is 10 10 players it'd be three imposters in there holy crap that would be tough gods really seem stacked against you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh you know it it makes it a challenge because they're going around they're killing people they're faking tasks and you know if you don't see them do it the only thing you could be is like well i passed them when i was in electrical but yeah I really have no just, evidence other than just saying it. it just feels right. Um, yeah. No, I can I can see that getting out of hand. I'm sorry to cut you off. I can see that getting it. out of hand really quickly. If you have three imposters, it's like, all right, they each pick somebody, they kill those people, and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, there's only four other players here. If there's any debate amongst them, we'll just the um what is it? Yeah, I know you hit the button for like an emergency meeting, right? I think is what it's called. Yep. Like if that fails, it's like, all right, we're all going to pick one person, kill them. And now we outnumber them three to one. I can see that so quickly getting out of hand. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, continue on. I'm sorry. I have not played a game with three imposters yet. The most I've done is two. And usually when I do the two imposters, we, the settings have been to where you don't know if the person oh, okay. you ejected was the imposter. Oh, so that's like that, the extra level of, oh shit. Right. I don't, so it, I don't know if we were right. 
Uh, and I apologize. So what? For, oh, okay. But if you eject both imposters, the game you win. Yeah, it'll let you know then. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was I was just thinking like you inject you uh, eject both imposters and then you're all just still alive like trying to do the tasks. It's like, all right, well, what do we do? Do we just finish the tasks or do we continue fighting amongst each other? Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> you you once you eject the imposters, the game is won. Or I, and that typically happens more so than completing the tasks in my experience. Mm, um i think i've only had like one game where we completed all the tasks before either the crew won or the imposters won uh Mm -hmm. but it's it's kind of a you know it it plays mind games with you because sometimes nobody dies when a meeting gets called and everybody's just pointing fingers Mm -hmm. uh you know sometimes somebody finds a body but the imposter was the one who reported it yeah um, so I, I like games like that where it's it's communication. It's like there's no there's like there's rules, but there's not rules. If that makes any sense, right? There's mm-hmm. there's no like right under- way to go about yeah. picking out who you want to pick out if yeah. if you have no evidence to go off of. So I like I like games where you get to debate and argue amongst mm-hmm. the other players. Uh, Def- definitely, yeah. I love I love debating people. It's fun. <laughs> I so I I think it's like only like three bucks on Steam or something, right? Yeah, three or five. It's super cheap. Apparently, it's free on mobile. Yeah, Uh, well, that's what I was gonna get to. It's free on on mobile because I downloaded it from my iPhone, and uh, I played two games of it very quickly that night just to get kind of an idea of it. And I lost the first game. I I lost because apparently the other guy is either colorblind or doesn't know what colors are at all (laughs) because he kept saying it's it's red, it's red. And it was me, a red guy, and I forget the other guy's color. I can't remember exactly how it happened, but I was like, oh, it's red. And I was with the red guy the whole time. I was like, oh, that other guy must be the, the killer then. Because it was there was four people left. It was the, me and the red guy. And then like two other, who, two other, whoever the other colors were. I was like, oh, well, the guy that called the meeting must be the, the killer then. Because there's only three of us left and he's on his own. So I voted for him, but it wasn't him. It was the guy that was with me and he's just colorblind. He kept saying it's red, but it wasn't because none of them were red. It's like, I was like, you got the colors wrong, man. And then he's mad at me because I, I voted. I'm like, I picked the red guy. He's like, no, no, that guy's blue. I was like, what? What? I was like, what are you talking about? And it's like, oh, I forget exactly how it happened. It was something like that, though. He's like, he got the colors all messed up. And it's like, you have me so confused. I don't even know if you were the killer or not. <laughs> I have no idea at this point. Oh, it was a mess. And then the, the second game, I I just died right away. And I was like, I don't even know what happened. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, we lost. It was it, it literally came down to like the final vote. If we would have voted. I knew obviously I knew it wasn't me. So if I'd picked the other guy, would have uh, would have won. But I just got so confused by what was going on it's like, it's like all right i'll just pick this guy um but yeah no it seems a lot of fun we had i used to play uh trouble in terrorist town a lot which is sort of similar in uh gary's mod trouble and, in uh, terrorist town yeah it's part of g mod where it's like it's it's based on counter-strike okay um where you're all moving around it's 3d obviously it's like it's based on the counter-strike the three the third person sh- or the first person shooter and uh yeah you go around there's at least one, depending on, I think it's dependent on the number of players, but generally I think there were two terrorists when we played. And it's the same thing where 
you don't have tasks to complete. There's just a time limit and you have to figure out who the terrorist is before they kill everyone. Um, but instead of having a vote to get rid of them, you can literally kill each other. Like you, everyone has a gun, uh, but the terrorist has uh, a knife that they can kill people with or, and they can throw it um, as well as a gun. I think I'm pretty sure, I don't remember. If, I think they have a gun as well. Um, but yeah, it was the same, same principle essentially. And we would have so many times where it's like nobody died. We'd all just be standing there like talking like, all right, we're not going to kill each other. We're just going to have a nice old fashioned discussion and try and figure out who the terrorist is. It's like, I want, I want everyone to just throw your weapons down and we're going to all just scroll through the mouse wheel and see what comes up. And, uh, eventually someone would, you know, either pop up with a knife and try and kill us all really quickly before we, uh, we were able to stop them or, you know, we'd figure them out, but yeah games like that are a ton of fun i like i like when there's like discord between people because you're just trying to you know you have like people who are on the same side fighting with each other because they don't know if you can trust the other person or not that's what that's what's a lot of fun a lot of fun when it comes to chaos uh, yeah exactly uh, another oh sorry to interrupt i was gonna say another no, game no, no, that's no, very similar to that speaking of like other games that have kind of taken the same like you know, people are distrustful and chaos is fun. So let's make a game about it. Like Secret Hitler yeah. is a card game. Yeah, I know you get, Okay. You played that? I know what it is. I've not played it. It's another one it of those where it's like, there's somebody out there who's Hitler, but you won't and know until you get them. I think, isn't that the one where you're you're trying to like propose like policies? One of them, like the Hitler's trying to propose like fascist policies or something. Yeah, others are trying to. Okay, yeah, yeah, and you got like somebody who's like working with them to try to like make sure the the you know it passes on and keep the right people in charge. Uh, mm, but okay, I think uh, I'm fuzzy on the rules because it's been a while since I played it. But I just remember the one yeah, thing I do remember it's from all it secondhand knowledge for me is we were playing it outside and it got really late and all of us were still yelling at each other, like trying to say <laughs> like, it's like no, you're Hitler, like no, you're Hitler. It's like. It's the same way with Among Us. It's like everybody's sitting there, and like this dude's sus. Like we need to sit. We need to sit him. Uh, people start lying for no reason. Like even if they're innocent, they'll tell lies about what's going on. Absolutely, we okay. used to do that in Trouble in Paris Town. It's like, hey, I know this guy's a terrorist, even though you might like you might be innocent. They might be innocent. You're just trying to create chaos. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah we should cool all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there have definitely been times when we've done that where it's like, you know what? It's easier for me to find the, the terrorist if everyone's just dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's <laughs> so only like, two right. people left, I'll know it's not me. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, everyone just stand right there. All right, everyone line up. All right, and you throw like a grenade. Everyone goes flying. You know, it's like, all right, all right, who's left alive? Me and you? All right, well, this makes it easy. It's just an old-fashioned showdown. It's like, you know, it. Oh, I, yeah, it was, it's so much fun. Like a lot of times, like I think we mentioned this on a podcast recently where it's like a lot of times the simpler the like the game is, the core concept of the game is, the more fun it can be because you can really push the boundaries of what's possible within that game just because you're not confined by like a huge overwhelming swath of rules. It's like, yep, just find the bad guy. Do whatever you want. Just find the bad guy. And it makes it, it just, it gives you way more options and you can make it so much fun. And um, I think that applies to VR as well. Like in VR games, you, you know, you're, con- you're confined only by what you feel like interacting with, <clears throat> excuse me, and like how you interact with the universe. And like the more 
that they make stuff interactive inside the VR games, the more fun it is because people will just find the weirdest ways to use objects and stuff in game that were not even necessarily intended to be used that way. I think giving people uh, more options is always better, especially in games. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten into the in, into any of the VR yet, but no, I've seen I. some videos online of people playing the VR games, and mm-hmm. it's 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 crazy, like what people do. Uh, yeah. VR, it's getting closer and closer to how interacting in the real world could be. But the thing about VR <laughs> is that because like there may not be rules for what you're supposed to be doing, the mm-hmm. program that you're playing has rules that somebody wrote Mm -hmm. and there's like these constructs that were made, but objects are interacting differently. And then there's unintended possibilities. And because so many people are playing, it's just bound to happen that somebody's going to figure out how to do something incredibly awesome that nobody ever saw coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It, you get that in so many games that it's it's incredible. Like mm-hmm. video games, yeah. episode RPGs, it's like something's going to come that's unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I tried getting a PlayStation VR the other day because I, I I just been talking about VR. I was like, you know what? I don't want to go full in on because I don't think my PC can handle it honestly. So I was like, oh, I'll get the PlayStation VR. It's still like four hundred bucks. I was like, ooh. That's a lot for like an accessory, essentially. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I'm not going to be dropping $400 just to get the the VR headset and the controllers because then I have to get all the VR games and everything. It's like, oh, it's too much. It's too much for me to spend on this right now. That's a tough debate even now, too, because new consoles on the way. That's, well, that's the main reason why I didn't get it, too, because to, we're recording this on September 21st. And so tomorrow is when the, the Xbox consoles go up for pre-orders so i'm getting the one of those hopefully assuming it works properly and i can actually pre-order it um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get one of those for sure and i'm hoping they actually add more vr to uh, the next gen consoles we'll see i hope so it definitely seems to be trending that way uh yeah. i personally i'm looking forward to uh you know the one day where we have uh like a full dive system like we see in sword art online i'm not yeah. sure if you watch too much anime but just like that whole thing I, where you literally just like dive into an entirely new world um, yeah no that'd be that'd be insane that'd be awesome it'd also be kind of terrifying because you wake up and it's like imagine waking up and somebody's redone the entire room you're in just as like a joke like you wake up and you feel like you're in a completely different room it's like oh god how did i get here how long <laughs> have I, <been> out? So, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that until now and now i'm terrified of it yeah, no, it's it's just like a thing. It's like, oh, well, it's a little concerning, but it'd be awesome, definitely. Paint somebody's yeah, walls, the, change all the furniture. Exactly. Yeah, it's like you go in a room. It's like wallpaper. That way, when you're in it, they could just tear it off real quick, move all the furniture out. They like <laughs> they bring in like new furniture, like of a different. Like, say you're in like the U.S., they bring it in. It's like all like very like Russian. You got Russian posters up or something. Like you, you feel like you're in a completely different country. It's like, how did I get here? And, uh, a little. <laughs> it's like some big burly Russian-looking dude shows up. Yeah, you wake uh, up in a room full of propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like down with America all over the walls. You're like, oh god, oh man. Either we lost, or I've been transported. I don't know which. 
But yeah, like the price point for VR is like my main issue, especially yeah. on PC. It just sucks. Like I would get the HTC Vive, which I don't remember the cost of off the top of my head, but probably like $500. And then on, again, on top of that, I'd have to upgrade my PC, which would cost hundreds of dollars to get the, the upgrades required. Then you have to get the games, which is going to cost more. And it's like, all right, I'm at like $1,500 now. I'd rather not spend that much money <laughs> just to play a couple of games for right now. Like That money would be better spent elsewhere. But yeah, I'm okay with not being an early adapter to VR. Uh, I'm okay with waiting yeah. a little bit until it's more... Yeah, we we get the pricing down. We get the uh, we get all the kinks worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get games that are more accessible to a wider variety of people. Um, yeah, especially since they seem to be actually dedicated to improving it now. Like, there's been hints at it in the past, you know, where it's like I know they used to have like the gloves and stuff. And it's like, oh man, look at this, and then it died off for a while. It seems like now there's actually an audience for it, since we're at the point where technology has advanced far enough to make it like a viable source of entertainment that people really enjoy. And there's they're actually making games for it that people thoroughly enjoy. Like I know um, Half-Life Alex, I think is what it was called, was one. Yeah, I keep or, seeing videos on Reddit about that. Or I did yeah, people it seem, while People ago. seem to really like it. And it's like stuff like that. And uh, like a lot of mainstream games, like AAA games, they're retroactively adding in VR. So it's like they're actually making a concerted effort to really incorporate it into like mainstream entertainment and media. So it's like, all right, this finally feels like something they're actually going to work towards improving and making it more mainstream. Looking so once forward. that becomes the case, I'll definitely dive into it more. Looking forward to Full Dive Skyrim. Oh, uh, my God. Which I guess Microsoft <laughs> now has. I think I saw a thing. Yeah, today. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if they did it yesterday, like last night, or if they did it like this morning. But yeah, they bought Bethesda. So that could be interesting. I know people are excited because they own Bethesda and Obsidian Entertainment who made Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. So like, oh my God, they're going to make another one. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. it's uh, yeah, I guess part of that was they bought a studio that was making PlayStation exclusives. So now Xbox owns the game company that's making exclusives for PlayStation. So they might not be exclusives anymore. Ooh. I don't know if that's accurate, but that'd be kind of funny. That would be. There's some <laughs> drama happening in the future. Um, yeah. Speaking of VR, though, I'm I'm curious because you do have that advertising background. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope you don't mind me asking questions on, no, no, on, on your podcast. Uh, no, but, no. Uh, no I, I prefer that, honestly. <laughs> I like when people ask me questions. What do you think uh, some implications are with in you know the, the improvements in VR technology and how advertising and marketing will go into that? Because we have things like the VR that we have now. And then we look at, you yeah. know, I saw some articles about, you know, Elon Musk doing brain chip, which not necessarily like traditional VR, but if it yeah. <laughs> is anything like what I saw where like you can replay memories like that in a way mm. is a different reality, right? Like if you're, yeah, I don't know much about what you're saying with Elon Musk and everything. Yeah, so no, I don't, I don't either. Really I'm just pulling that, that out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was just something I, I was hoping that maybe you did. Uh, <laughs> no, I've read something briefly on that, but I never really looked into it. So but, no, I I think it kind of breaks down to two things. First of all, it's like you have actual VR, which mm-hmm. is like the full headset you're looking at. And then you have a, uh, AR, like augmented reality. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, like Google Glass, where it's like you put the glasses on or something and you're looking at the real world, but you have virtual images and things to interact with popping up in front of you. So I mean, with that, I mean, like wherever you're at, like you could have ads popping up that might fit into like wherever it is you're at. Like you're walking down the street 
and ads will pop up out front of like restaurants or whatever as you're walking like in front of them like they might pop out uh like that you can see in front of the door or something before you actually enter the restaurant like coupons and things like that i mean that could be something that could be obviously that's a lot of this is a bit further into the future but not that far i don't think i mean i'm not sure i like i've never used google glass but i mean even like uh look at pokemon go which is probably the most popular reference that people will understand like that's augmented reality you can hold up your phone and you see the pokemon in front of you like stuff like that where people are like if you just put that into like the form of like google glass essentially you know you're walking on the street and you're going to see all the stuff you can play games like that um as far as like uh uh, vr like virtual reality is i mean you can see that already with facebook buying oculus i think next year at some point i saw that uh they're going to mandate it that you have to sign in with your Facebook account to use the Oculus Rift, which is, oh. I'm really glad I didn't buy it now. I almost bought it at one point, but I just hate Facebook. I really do. <laughs> and, uh, but they're going to, you know, that Facebook's going to use that to target ads a lot. And they already said that they're going to have ads in the VR headset. Um, so they're going to link your Facebook account and see where you're at and bring up targeted advertising that way. Um, oh, wow. So you'll, like, I, my, my, under, my guess is they're going to, a lot of companies are going to try and use like in-game ads that are like natural, um, where it's like, I know they did this with Rainbow Six Vegas back, I forget what year that came out, early 2000s sometime, where when you were in on the Vegas Strip, they had uh, uh, like bus, you know how bus stops have the advertisements around like the back and the sides of them? Yeah. They had stuff like that in-game, but they were advertisements for actual like movies and games and stuff. They actually did that in Rainbow Six Vegas. They had real movies and games that they were advertising in the game uh, on these like bus stop things. I'm pretty sure like 95% I was sure that was the thing, but I think you'll see stuff like that in VR where people pay to have advertisements on like billboards and stuff in the games as you're enjoying yourself. And, you know, even then if you're watching stuff in VR, like you're, you'll see ads popping up as well, especially with Oculus. Apparently they want to cram ads down your throat. <laughs> what facebook no oh, uh, i've already yeah. <laughs> I, I went on to instagram for the first time in the longest time and i'm sure you know mm-hmm. instagram is owned by facebook yeah um but uh you know i was just wanting to get on and scroll through like people that i follow and find out like hey you know what are your last posts and then i go through two mm-hmm. posts of people who are relevant to me and then everything after that was advertisements mm-hmm. um like it's Facebook, Facebook puts a lot of ads out there. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't, I don't use Facebook. I don't use Instagram or anything like that. My co-host does, which is why he's in charge of our Instagram account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't want it. I just don't, I really don't want it. I mean, even like I said, working advertising, you definitely learn like how much data they take. So it's, it's inevitable that somebody's going to be able to get, get your data and use it to target you with advertisements. But like, I don't want to just add to that. Plus I just don't care. <laughs> like I, I i didn't use facebook because it's like i don't care what people have going on most of the time it's just like nonsense that is not interesting to me you, mean um, you don't want to find out where people are eating no i feel like too and i i talked about this on friday on our show with uh demodus great guy he uh we'd mentioned it with him where it's like with social media it's become a lot more uh selfish like people in general are a lot more selfish like trying to draw attention to themselves um, or it's like, like you see Instagram and Facebook stuff like that. People are like posting photos like, oh man, look at me, you know, come over here. They're trying to get like, a lot, everyone wants to be an Instagram model, it seems. right? 
and uh, like stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't care. And I've ran about it all the time. Only fans. That's the new thing. Mm. Everyone has an only fans account. I'm like, Oh my God, I, I don't care. <laughs> just, I don't care. You don't need to tell me about it. I, I'm, why would I pay you for this? I, I, there's no need. It baffles me why that's so popular. And I get, I understand why people do it. Cause apparently it's, it's a great way to make money, but I don't understand why people pay. The whole thing is just baffling to me. It's a, it's a very, uh, it's a very complicated situation uh, yeah. for things. I know like a lot of people that. do it because they're interested in seeing people that they know in real life. That's where a lot of it comes from. But yeah, I just, I don't understand. I really, it's not, it, I just can't understand it. It's weird. It's very <laughs> reminiscent of the old like echo narcissus tales mm-hmm. from uh, what was it, like Greek mythology yeah. or was that mm-hmm. Roman mythology? No, anyway, but yeah. it's it's very much like we're back to that needing to know that lessons. Like we're doing all these retweets, these reposts, and like of course mm-hmm. it's there's like a level between like you know community because I remember when Facebook first came out, and it literally was like you know you just go on there and you can talk to your friends without having to like go yeah definitely house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you can no. put pictures up of like you and your buds. It's like a. There's uh, definitely a lot of benefits to it. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like I understand it. Like it's great to be able to connect with people, especially like for older people who maybe like a lot of them like they're trying to reconnect with the old friends or a lot of their family that have moved away. Like if you have a lot of kids and they're all over the place, it's a great way to stay in touch with a lot of people very easily and very like immediately. Yeah. Um, the downsides are also horrific. Like most people are experiencing life th- like like a lot of the younger generations and even like like i say younger but like 50 and under it's like they spend so much time on on facebook instagram twitter like all sorts of social media it's like what are you doing like how are you enjoying yourself like outside of the social media sort of realm like it's it's weird as somebody that grew up right before social media blew up i never for whatever reason i just never really got into it as much outside like i again I'm kind of hypocritical because I, I do stream on Twitch. Yeah. You know, I, I have the podcast. Like I get that. It, it's definitely it's like, I see the irony and the, the hypocrisy of it, but yeah. it's to an extent. And then, you know, it's not like I'm doing it to try and like, it's not like I set out to make money with it. It's like a bonus almost. And then I have people like I, I rat on her all the time on, on her show, which is kind of funny. But like my sister, she is desperate to become like an Instagram model and it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's like stuff like that. It's like, I don't, it's, it's just strange to me that that's, that's where we're at. It's like, all right, I want to become a model and make money. I'm going to go on Instagram. I'm going to make an only fans. It's like, it's people are so shameless. It seems like there's such a huge swath of people that are so shameless. It's like, yeah, I'll, yeah. What do I care? I'll just upload nudes of myself all over the internet. Try and make a couple bucks. It's just insane to me. And I realize I'm the outlier here. Don't get me wrong. I realize that, but I, yeah, it's hard for me to wrap my head around it. The, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the human part of the equation is a very, very interesting variable, uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to the things that are going on. Uh, and it's, it's such a, a large concept yeah. that you can't really tackle at all. Um, mm. there's a lot going into it. Um, so then it's like we do kind of live in a society where like at any point in time you can become famous theoretically yeah it's like a lottery of sorts 
I mean, it, all it takes is one horrific act and you're on the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, you're definitely right. It, you know, there is, there's definitely a way to become famous no matter who you are. Um, depending on your, your manner and how you go about doing it. But yeah, I just feel like, especially social media, the, the number of people that want for it to happen for the selfish reasons, as opposed to like, yeah, no, I, this is a passion of mine. Like it's not out of passion. It's literally out of like a selfishness, you know, if that makes, I guess if that makes sense, I don't know if I'm wording that in a way that makes sense, but. I think so. Yeah. It's uh, especially, you know, talking earlier about people who their, their purpose is like, they want to get famous from doing it. It's not like, yeah, it seems like, a lot of the content and like i've been listening to some of the other episodes that you've had like mm-hmm. content came organically right they're they're trying to build yeah. like a community uh trying exactly. to interact with people who have similar likes and interests which i think is what mm-hmm. you know the very core of social yeah. media was to begin with was like hey you may be from a small town or you may be from a big city where you're overwhelmed with a bunch of people but like there are people out there who are like you and have similar interests and you can go out there and yeah. connect to them that's like one of the most beautiful things about social media. Um, but then, you know, you get into like the marketing and advertising side. And it's like, well, we're also collecting yeah. every bit of data that we have. Money can corrupt anything. Like yeah. I said, once the money in, like in, like once they injected so much money into the internet, they realized how much they could make off of it. It very quickly corrupts things. You know, I, I think the best example I could have given to explain my point better was like, think of like an actor, Right. They just, they want to entertain people. They're going into it because they just want to entertain people and they love doing it as opposed to, oh, I can be famous, so I'll act. It's like, no, there's this, it's a different way of going about it. It's like not everyone that can act, but like if you're, if you're a good actor, then you can become famous. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like people are going about it for the wrong way and the wrong reasons as opposed for the, as opposed to doing it for the passion of what it is they enjoy. Cause it's hard for me to understand like people having a passion for taking their clothes off and posting photos of it on the internet. <laughs> but again, I'm sure it's there. You know, I don't, I don't want to put people down honestly, but yeah, again, something I have a hard time wrapping my head around on the scale that it's, it's become with only fans, especially. But yeah, I guess it goes to the all work, all work has value, right? Sure. Yeah. Then, I mean, at the bottom line, you you still got to be able to take care of yourself, right? And if -hmm. if you're able to make money through something, by all means, yeah. Like I said, I don't don't mean to put people down. It's just (laughs) it it's just something I don't understand. You know, it's it's weird. That's totally fair. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a good way to go about it. Is you know, saying you know, showing that it's, and I don't think I understand either. Like, I don't understand Mm -hmm. most things. I think, and there's. There's a lot of nuance in everybody, every individual and how they go about life that you can never really truly, fully understand any one thing. Definitely. To get into a more abstract way of looking at it. It's that, you know, none of us truly know anything uh, because everything's always changing. Very true. Very true. Awesome. Well, we're at about an hour and a half here. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up. Uh, let's see. What did we cover? I'm looking at the notes down here. We covered, uh, we covered explain monster of the week. I think I hit on that a little bit. 
Uh, oh, you definitely did. Monster yeah. Hunting RPGs. You covered that when you explained podcast. the game. Yeah, I got that. Game recommendations, thoughts of doing podcasts featuring other games. We definitely hit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, actual play podcasts, what other games you play. We definitely went out that. Favorite yep. games, wrap-up, and promotions. I think that's the stage we're at right now. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like your what your favorite games are, which I think you kind of covered that, honestly. But you can continue on that if you'd like. Yeah, definitely. I'll just list them off. Uh, so Rocket oh, League, uh, constantly on my road to Grand Champion. Uh, <laughs> hit me up if you want to do duos. Uh, sitting there nice, mid-plat. Nice. Uh, <laughs> could be Diamond. Could be. Uh, Monster of the Week is one of my favorite games right now when it comes to the tabletop role-playing games. Uh, I'm a huge fan of just playing the rule of cool and not necessarily have to worry about all the math involved when it comes to tabletop right. RPGs. Uh, and then right now, Among Us is something that I've been doing a lot of, a lot of game time it's in. Taking the world by storm. It's it's crazy, and the game's two years old, right? It came out in 2018, mm-hmm. and now everybody, all of a sudden, like speaking to what we were just talking about—the power of social media. Mm-hmm. It's really no overshadowed way. Fall Guys, honestly. Yeah. Fall Guys is huge, and all of a sudden, all you hear about is is Among Us. It's like, oh damn, this this game somehow just had this resurgence and now your game has been like wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, it's like somebody flipped a switch like yeah. early last week. They were like, yeah. it, was, it was like everything I saw on Reddit was like Fall Guys this, Fall Guys that. It literally mm-hmm. like, what's getting power social media had me thinking, damn, I shouldn't have sold my PS4, right? <laughs> like I, I should have held yeah. on to it. Like I shouldn't have just thought like, oh, I can play Rocket League on my computer and on my Switch. I'll be fine. I don't need the PS4 anymore. But then Fall Guys came around and I saw the memes. I'm like, this looks really cool. And then this week, it was like Among Us, everything. Yeah. It was like, all right, yeah. I'm on board. All sorts of Among Us memes and stuff. It's like, where did this come from? Why is this popular all of a sudden? Like the FOMO hit really hard. Like I, I had to get on. And it was like five bucks yeah. when I bought it. I guess uh, it was on sale too. For so Some people got it cheaper. You can play it for free on mobile. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I can't miss out on this. And, and I'm glad I jumped <laughs> on board. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so some of the stuff we're working on uh, for the promo side, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Rosenbagger underscore UDG. Uh, and if you do follow me, I have a list on there that has the rest of the Untitled Dice Game crew. Uh, you can definitely follow them. We all have pretty different Twitter feeds, right? We have uh, a couple of people who are all about like you know MLS soccer and some other things. Um uh, we got uh, our, our GM is constantly putting up pictures of their garden. Uh, it's like beautiful pictures of like bugs and plants. Uh, Interesting. I'm generally that's vastly different. Yeah, we, we, we all have different personalities. <laughs> I think that's what makes yeah. a lot of the game pretty fun is that we're all bringing these different literacies into play. Uh, yeah. We all have very different backgrounds. The one thing we do have in common is that we just love storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we love to play to see what happens. Um, and it's a lot of yes and uh, it's a big on the improv too Uh, but yeah follow follow me on Twitter follow everybody on Twitter that is in our group Uh, we we have we have fun stuff to say Uh, we just recently did a giveaway uh, where we gave away a PDF copy of Monster of the Week Uh, we definitely plan on doing that in the future we're trying to figure out what sort of milestone to hit before we do that but we're thinking it's going to be followers on Twitter for the at under, excuse me at untitled dice, uh, which is like the main Twitter account for our yeah. podcast group. Um, 
be on the lookout too, uh, either on our Twitter or on our website, www.untitleddicegame.com for the UDG in the dark, uh, which we plan on doing maybe late October, early November. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So right now we're working on a lot of the world building aspects of the UDG in the dark. Uh, so like late October, early November is when we plan on having a release for that. And that'll be a live Twitch stream. Nice. Uh, that will then, I guess, uh, it sounds like a thing to do listening to you earlier is mm. you can edit it down and put some of those clips on YouTube. Yeah, definitely. You can just go into the video producer on your channel and you can just make highlights where you just go through the, the full stream video on demand, cut it down however you want. Very easy. Then you can download the highlights, upload them straight to YouTube, wherever you want to do with them. Nice. Oh, speaking of like, I guess YouTube's like a kind of a social media platform, but also you can f like our page on Facebook. Uh, you look up Untitled Dice Game, uh, and then you can join our newsletter uh, on our website. And we're actually giving away a free copy of Grandmother's Nursery, uh, which is the first monster of the week mystery that I ever played. And for everybody in the group, that was the first mystery that they played to bring our characters to life. Uh, so nice. every character you'll see in Untitled Dice Game for the Department of Deliverance has mm -hmm. encountered Grandmother's Nursery. Uh, and we'd definitely love you to tag any one of us, use the hashtag Friends of Grandmother Spider, or no, Friends of Grandma Spider, uh, if you play the mystery. Because uh, we'd love to find out what happens with your hunt, because every hunt is different. Nice. Yeah, yeah, Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. All the links will be in the description as well, so people can click on through to that. I'll throw everything down there. And uh, yeah, definitely let everyone check that stuff out. You guys have an awesome show that you guys do. It's awesome. Really like it. Thank you. Um, we're, like we're glad you're listening. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 awesome. Like I said, that's my favorite part of, of doing the podcast and being on Twitch and everything is just being able to meet all these different people and personalities and stuff and see all the different approaches and interests people have and to to whatever it is they're doing. And yeah, it's awesome. I've gotten so much listening material. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Especially when I like I said, when I when I was in advertising, I drove around basically six and a half hours a day. So I just tore through podcasts, everything like that. So once I get back into the groove of that, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun. Get to listen to so much stuff. Um gonna yeah, need no, that extra every, day. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> um but yeah, everyone go check out deadjusterproductions.live. It's got links to all of our stuff. We stream on Twitch. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 1.30 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 1.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Occasionally on Saturdays. Uh, it depends on my schedule outside of that. And yeah, digestproductions.live. It's got links to all of our stuff. Go check it out. Go check out Untitled Dice Game. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. It's a ton of fun. Thanks for having me, Josh. I had a, had a great time. I, uh... I did too. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It was a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. We'll see everybody next time. Thank you, thank you. Bye. Bye.